Well, welcome to another edition of Bolton In, all thanks to Palmerbet, of course, and uh, what a magnificent uh, couple of weeks of racing it has been in Sydney, the last couple. As I say, a very, very good evening to Adam McGrath, all the way from LA, mate. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Matty. How are you, mate? Mate, fantastic. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I can't complain. And uh, no Shane Anderson. Uh, he's actually a little bit under the weather, mate. He's uh, He's been struck down with the dreaded flu at the moment. So, uh, unfortunately, no Shane this week. And, mate, to be honest, uh, both of you boys have been on fire over the last couple of weeks. Plenty of winners. Yeah, well, he was uh, feeling unwell last week, wasn't he? So he uh, battled through that like a champ, but it's got the better of him. But, uh, yeah, look, I know we've had some good winners in recent times. Last week, the four-group one was sensational. I know the rain sort of dampened it a little bit, and obviously it completely changed the form of you. You know, like when I liked Fangirl, you just had to put a line through it and go, no, we have to back something else now in the race and make those late changes. But for mine, the win of I Wish I Win, who I had to be winning on the dry, and then to do that in the wet was just unbelievable, the ground that that horse was able to make up over the concluding stages. And Peter Moody and Luke Nolan just love seeing that combination back and winning the big races. And they've got a serious horse. I can't wait to see what they do with that galloper. Well, it's just been an amazing campaign, you know, because uh, you started at the 1,000 metres, never raced at the 1,000 metres. Uh, first up, slashing run, uh, you know, probably a touch disappointing. Then second up, uh, you know, for people then, uh, you know, just continue to improve. And, and to be honest, uh, Ads, I reckon goes better. I know it's a, a strange thing to say, and we say it often with horses, but I reckon it goes better the Sydney way of racing. Well, you and I said it at the end of that last episode, and it was the straight away when I saw it. I was working live here in LA doing it for Fandor, and I said the exact same thing after. I said, This horse just belongs in Sydney. This is the way it works best for it. So I 100% agree with you. Look, still races obviously very well in Victoria and had a couple of excuses leading into it. But if I was Peter Moody, I'd certainly be looking at some of these big races, including the Everest, where you know that this horse is going to get around that track really well. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a cracking field of TJ Smith last week, wasn't it? Uh, so it's not as if the horse has, uh, has beaten a mediocre field or anything. There was some absolute superstars led by Nature Strip, of course. What do you reckon with the strip now, mate? Uh, do you reckon that'll be it, Ads, or, or what's your thoughts? Yeah, look, I thought it was a better run by him again. He showed some really good yeah. signs. Um, look, I'm sort of one of the people when a horse is getting away from the best, I think enough's enough. Like, he's done a tremendous job. He's a champ. You don't want to start remembering him one of these horses that dropped off. But the one thing I also will never do is question Chris Waller and his team. So <laughs> no he believes he can get this horse up one more time for an Everest or if he wants a tilt at any other race, uh, I wouldn't rule him out at all because uh, – He's got a knack of finding perfect races for his gallopers, so I'm sure they'll make the right decision at the end of the day. But for mine, he's just starting to slow down a little bit now. Now, what about uh, the rest of the uh, races last weekend, uh, Ads? Uh, as you said, threw up some interesting results, mate. There was some value across the board. Um, you know, the soft tracks, we tend to find sometimes, or a lot of times in Sydney racing, especially on the big group one days, that, uh, you know, they can have the storm fronts come through and the tracks soften right up real quick. Uh, what was your thought on the rest of the card, mate? Look, it was interesting. I was, as I mentioned, you just have to completely change your plans and you have to be adaptable as a punter. Yeah. And that's something that we always know. And it, probably the example was uh, the cylinder race. I ended up having a spec on militarized at about 40 just because you go, well, this horse can run in the wet. Joey Marrera, Chris Waller again. And you, you have to adapt in that way. But it was just a complete 360. I mean, going into it, we didn't expect that type of rain. And then when we're running on a heavy eight, heavy nine, I was quickly getting the highlighter out, getting the form book back out and trying to find what I could with a light weight that could swim down the outside so still some really good runs it's a meeting that we're obviously going to have to really dissect again to uh, analyze at future meetings if there is going to be more rain some horses like 
fangirl looking to back up again this weekend and conditions could be completely different. So it certainly was one to go back, look at those replays, look at the closing sectionals and see what horses didn't handle it at all and who will be looking for a dry track again next start. Yeah, and the weather forecast does look a hell of a lot better. Uh, so expecting that track to dry out. The tracks do dry out really well, uh, in particular Ramwick out uh, there at Sydney. Well, let's have a look. We've got four Group 1s uh, this weekend. Uh, it is going to be an absolute magnificent day of racing. And Shane Anderson has sent through his tips. So he's been uh, good enough to send them through too. And as I said, been on fire. So I'll give them. But uh, let's start off with the Australian Oaks, of course. The market, all thanks to Palmerbet Pavitra from the Freeman Yard. It is our favourite at $3. 50 been well supported penny weaker uh of course at five dollars fifty uh one from the edward cummings yard is arts at 750 fireburn at eight dollars fifty pierossa at nine dollars polygon at ten dollars premise at uh, seventeen dollars and uh well that is about it for uh for the australian oaks field what's your thoughts here ad what do you reckon uh you know i, I know speaking off air you thought that pavitra come up fairly short in this race yeah, I thought way too short, to be honest. As you said, around that $3.50 mark, look, it was a good performance last time. Obviously, won the, the grade three at Kembla Grange two starts ago and then second in the binary behind Prowess. We know how good Prowess is going. And I'm almost thinking that maybe people are just seeing Prowess going second, seeing J-Mac, and we've opened up a little bit short. But for mine, this horse had every possible chance to run a really good race. And I went through and uh, took a look at some of the closing sectionals 10th fastest in the race the last 400 to 200 and 11th fastest of the race the last 200 to the finish. And now this horse is going up 400 metres and we've got it at $3.50. For mine, way too short and I'm, I'm happy to take on here. I'm going to go with number one, Penny Weaker. Again, looking at the distance, this is one of the proven horses now over 2,400 metres. Won the New Zealand Oaks, can handle the soft track. It was on a soft when it won that the other day. As you mentioned, it does look like it's going to dry out. I think there's a little bit of rain maybe Thursday, and then it's meant to be sunny again for the rest of the week. So if they are running, I'm sort of thinking it might be a soft five, even potentially a good four. Yep. But at least this horse can handle the distance, handle all of those conditions. Damien Lane is in the saddle. He's riding as good as anybody at the moment, especially on some of these New Zealand right. gallopers. Yep. And then there's good speed in the race as well with uh, Pavitra and also Soul Choice. So I think this horse gets every possible chance. I think it should probably be a lot closer to Pavitra in the market, and it's the way that I'm going to be going. And then my value selection in the race, I threw up between two here. It was Polygon and Piriosa. They both come from the same race in the Vinery. Now, in that event, uh, Piriosa ran the second fastest 400 to 200. Polygon ran the fastest. And then Piriosa ran the fastest 200 to the finish. And Polygon ran the second fastest. So there wasn't too much separating them at all. There's not too much uh, separating them when you uh, take a look how this speed map's going to go either. One's drawn five, one's drawn seven. But for mine, I was really impressed with uh, Piriosa. Nice gate, like the way it finished. You're getting around that $10 mark as well. So I thought that was the, the value runner in the race. And again, I'd be more happy to back it and even at the place than backing Pavitra to win here. Uh, for mine, way too short. So I think we can get a little bit of value here in the Oaks and dance around the favourite. Well, mate, you're going to be happy because uh, Shane Anderson is with you with Penny Weaker. That's his top selection. Uh, he agrees with everything that you say, mate. And uh, his value, uh, you touched on this horse as well, Polygon. So uh, so you're very, very similar, which uh, is good for the Palmerbet followers because uh, as I keep banging on, you two are on fire at the moment, uh, which is wonderful to see. Let's move along now to the Sydney Cup, of course. Uh, over the 3,200 metres, always a tough race, he said. Um, you know, like it's a, it's a dour staying of 
event. It's a, you know, it's a really interesting race. Can throw up a result from now and then uh, from time to time, I should say as well. So the favorite is the 11 here, Cleveland from uh, Joseph O'Brien, of course. A uh, really nice run first up. Has got a tricky gate. Gold trip, exactly the same. Got a tricky gate. It's at $7.50. Uh, we move down the market then to King Frankel. Uh, it's at $8. Uh, Arabaho at $12. High emotion at $13. Shorefire at $16. Verve, not Verve, uh, $16. And Gin Martini at $16 as well. There's plenty of value there. Uh, and uh, I'm tipping you found some for the Palmer Bet follow was ads yeah look i'm definitely going to stay with the tankers the form line maddie and i'm going to go away from arafaya who won the tanker and won, won it impressively as well but there's two horses that really impressed me throughout the race the first one is number 11 cleveland now this horse had had six months off going into the race goes out first up over 2400 meters you get King Frankel, who does a mid-race move and catches everybody off guard and then all of a sudden they're starting to chase and that yep. was with 59 kilos you now go second up into the race. You drop from 59 to 51, Big and you're going to be fitter. 100%, 8 kilos, massive. And this horse only gets better as they get over distance. Uh, now, the key as well, this horse has one on the good track, also one on the heavy, so it can adapt to uh, all type of conditions. I'm not too worried about the draw with the distance they're going to be running, but watching those closing sectionals again, Cleveland was the horse I just went, all right, this is who I want to be on. Last four starts that this horse has carried 61, 61, 63, and 59. So dropping down to 51, he's not going to know himself at all in uh, these type of races. So for mine, ticks all the boxes. Third fastest, 400 to 200 in the tank, and fastest 200 to uh, the finish line as well. So... Cleveland on top for me is my best bet. My value bet, again, I'm not getting over $10 at the moment, but I still think it's uh, good enough to be backing and it's Gold Trip. I think uh, we forgot about this horse when it came around the Melbourne Cup last year. Not going to be making the same mistake here. Again, we're sitting there back at the field, got caught off guard when uh, they made that move uh, with uh, King Frankel, as I alluded to, and still ran really well. First uh, for the 1,000, the 800, second fastest, eight to six, second fastest, six to four, fourth fastest for the four to two, and then third fastest for the last 200 to finish. We've seen what happens when this horse goes up to 3,200 metres. Uh, if it is a soft five, well, it's two wins have been on a soft track as well, ticks all the boxes. And then you get some handy inclusion, some bloke called James McDonald's jumping in the saddle as well, which it can only do benefits. Again, the wide draw, I'm not worried about that. He won the Melbourne Cup from 13, and I think we're going to see his uh, best performance again at the preparation come now. So for mine, they were the two eye-catching performances from the Tancred. I think they're the two that are most suited out to 3,200 metres. And sometimes when I think we can be a little bit smart and try to look for reasons, I think these are just the logical plays in the race, the best two horses, the best two lead-up races, and I think they'll be very hard to beat. And got that Kieran Ma, David Eustace Polish too in Group 1 races, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, Shane Anderson, mate, he's with you with Cleveland. Uh, the weight uh, difference and the weight drop there, that is the big, big tick. Ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, so that is his best bet. And then he's with King Frankel as the value runner, um, which you just alluded to uh, then as well. So, uh, yeah, going to be an absolute uh, cracking race, that is for sure. But the 51 kilos for Cleveland. Uh, and, and I think big difference. Getting, if, you know, if this horse drew a barrier, uh, I reckon it's probably going to be three bucks instead of four bucks, isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, exactly right. So it's, it is going to be interesting to see how it does go with that 51. Not going to know itself. Karen McAvoy, we know, rides so well with those lightweights. And King Frankel, Shane's value bet, as I said, it was a, a daring ride last time. I didn't mind the tactics at all. They tried to win it that way. Pretty impressed with how that horse stuck on as well. So I think uh, he'll have a few admirers as well. 
Righto, let's move along now to the Queen Elizabeth Stakes over the 2,000 metres, of course. This is going to be a beauty. All thanks to Palmerbet, Dubai Honour. Uh, could not have been any more impressive last start. was fantastic first up. Uh, it is our favourite at $2.40. Animo at $2.50. Uh, absolutely flying this horse. Uh, James Cummings has done a magnificent job. Uh, Unicorn Line then on third line of betting, it, it's at $11. Cascadian at $13. Monophilia at $17. Mahunga at $26. Alenka at $41. Numerian at $51. This is going to be an absolute beauty, one for the ages. Is it a match race in two ads? I think it is, yeah. I, look, I think it is, but then I don't want to rule out my value bet as well, which I'm going to get to. And, look, I'm going to start off. I'm not saying – I'm not questioning Animo, and I'm not saying Animo hasn't been in. This horse is the best horse in Australia at the moment. It's the best horse over this age. It's done as a two-year-old, a three-year-old. Four. It's ticked all the boxes. Love everything Animo's done. It's won seven of the last eight. We'll add that it's been beating horse. Butt coming here, though, mate. I can feel yeah, it. <laughs> there is. Uh, look, it's been beating Hinge, Mwanga, Iceberg, Converge, Fangirl, these type of horses who, look, you can only beat who's in the race. It's as simple as that. And he's been doing it. He's been doing it for a long time as well. But the way Dubai Honor won last time, I went back and watched it all again. It was just so arrogant for a horse that apparently can't handle a good track. Well, that was thrown completely out the window, winning by four and a half lengths. And I know I just ran over the, the names that Animo's been beating. And look, Montefilia got second behind Dubai Honor. Mwanga, Hinge got fourth. So the same horses. But he did it by four lengths. He did it so arrogantly. He did it first up, ticked all of these boxes I think Dubai Honor can go on with it now and beat Animo. I'll be cheering for Animo, which is why I wanted to start by saying that. I still want to see Animo come out and win. But for mine, this has got Dubai Honor's name written all over it. I loved how aggressive they were from the inside draw last time, how he pushed down that turn of foot late. Stays at the distance now. If there's any moisture in the track as well, he's only going to run better. So I think uh, he's the one to beat. I would be not surprised to see Animo go, look, I've just been doing enough beating these other horses. Now I'm ready for the big challenge and uh, go past them. But Dubai Honor will be my tip for all those reasons that I mentioned. Fitter, great record at the distance, great record second up as well. Ticks all of the boxes. And for my value bet, I can't go past my new mate, uh, Cascadian, number four. He looked after us in the Australian Cup with a brilliant performance there. Now, he finished second in the All-Star Mile behind Mr. Brightside. We just saw that form uh, franked again with the Doncaster yep. now. And this horse, again, is better if there's any sting out of the ground and potentially we will be running on that soft five. So he's been doing all this prep on good fours over a mile. Even his first up run over 1,300 metres was huge. So I think, as I've said in previous episodes, I think he's in career best form. He draws a gate. He carries a 59, fourth up in a prep now. I think he can run an absolute belting race. And I've got him clear third in the race. But if there's going to be an upset, this is the horse for mine. And I think at, uh, you know, what sort of price we get in the moment uh, around that $13. That's a, yep. a lovely bet for a horse that's racing so consistently well. And you just always know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely, mate. I love your thought process. And Ben Mellum's in great nick at the moment as well. So why wouldn't uh, that run continue? Shane Anderson is with Dubai Honor as well, mate. So very similar. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought he'd be with Animo. I thought we might differ there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so he's with Dubai Honor, and his value is Unicorn Line, the Japanese Raider. And Dan uh, Damien Lane, of course, got a great affiliation with uh, these Japanese uh, trainers and also these racehorses, and, and in staying races in particular ads. 
Yeah, exactly right. We've seen Damien Lane go so well uh, when going over to Japan and even all these other international rides he's picking up at the moment. And as I mentioned, I've got him uh, on top in a couple of these group ones. He's just riding so well. You can just trust him every time he's out there at the moment. And uh, Yoshito Yahagi is the trainer, of course. And uh, when they bring horses and when they travel with horses, they generally go well. He likes a party too, uh, does Yoshi. Uh, so uh, look out if Unicorn Line can uh, can get the job done on the weekend. Uh, let's move along now to the final of our Group 1s, uh, of course, uh, this weekend. And it is uh, the Queen of the Turf Stakes over the 1,600 metres. The market all thanks to Palmerbet alcohol-free from the Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Botstable. It's our favourite at $3.00. Uh, Cyril A.O. Miss from the Simon World Yard there in Waterville, down where I come from, ads. Uh, it is at $6.50. Uh, Levante at $8. Hope in your heart at $8. Fangirl at 11 bucks. A tissue at $14. Hinged at $18. Pride at Jenny at 21 bucks. Now, I have to stay, say I'm putting my hand up. I'm really rooting for Cyril A.O. Miss here. Uh, Simon Wild, the only thing that's eluded him has been a Group 1 victory. And I really believe on times and all that kind of stuff, this horse was uh, unbelievable in the Sunline Stakes at Mooney Valley a couple of weeks ago. Uh, live chance here, Cyril A.O. And this could give Simon Wild his first ever Group 1, which I reckon would be enormous ads. Well, Matty, I think you're the barometer for finding the good guys, especially down at Warnerwell. And he's off the Richter scale, isn't he, when it comes to one of the good guys. He deserves a big Group 1 win. So, look, uh, I think a lot of people will be cheering for him and hoping that he does get a result. He's got a great chance. The horse is uh, going along really well. Uh, for mine, this is probably one of the ones I'm more confident on in the grade ones. And, uh, again, being over here in America, I've done a lot of the work uh, looking at some of the races, like the Platinum Jubilee, uh, the July Cup. I've done some of the... Uh, other races over here that have been quite big uh, that we've been televising from around the world. And alcohol-free is a serious horse. She's uh, a five-year-old mare by Nona Nevis. She's got the American breeding. She's out of an American mare as well that uh, I've been able to keep up to date with. And doing these international races over here, when you see Bay Eid form, you need to take notes. And as I mentioned, these other horses in the race, uh, the fangirls, the hinged, all hope in your heart, they're all racing well. But this is legitimately group one form from best form from around the world. This is not just uh, running around Sydney type of form. Yep. So I think if this horse is 100% right, I think it could be a pretty dominant victory here by Alcohol Free. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, they showed their intention by getting J-Mac in the saddle as well. Barrier two, as I said, Bayeed form is just superior. The win in the July Cup was really impressive. Showed her a good turn of foot. Still did a little bit wrong on that day as well. Actually laid in a little bit. The jockey just had to keep it going straight and try and remind her, but it was a really good run. And again, for this horse, it's been out of win on all conditions. So for mine, should be very hard to beat. Already a winner of six from 15. The other horse I'll have to go with my value bet is going to be Fangirl. I was really keen on her last start. Uh, her last five victor, uh, her last five defeats, she's been beaten 0.04 lengths by I Wish I Win. We saw what that horse did on the weekend. She's yep. been beaten 1.09, 1.29 and 0.41 behind Animo, who we're saying is the best horse in Australia at these type of distances at the moment. And then second behind Mr. Brightside, uh, sorry, two lengths behind Mr. Brightside last time on a track that she completely hates. She goes doesn't go at all on a heavy track, goes backwards, and still only beaten two lengths by Mr. Brightside, who at the moment is the all-star mile winner and gone back-to-back -back passes. So her form is as good as any horse going around in the country at the moment as well. She goes back up to 57 kilos. She's carried that behind Animo in uh, her recent three defeats behind him, and uh, I think she can run really well again. The wide draw, again, not ideal, but uh, she finished second in the Golden Eagle from Barrier 17. She finished uh, second 
Uh, the uh, Sorry, she finished two lengths behind Mr. Brightside the other day from Barrier 17 as well. So she can do it from the wide gates. Back in Karen McAvoy to get the job done. I think around that $10, $11 mark, uh, she's over the odds and should be able to bounce back again if that track is a little bit drier on the week back up. But I think they could all be running for second with that Bayeed form around alcohol-free. Well, mate, well, mate a little bit of a uh, pump up again because guess what? Shane Anderson has gone with you, mate, as well. So he's with alcohol-free. So he's expecting that Bayeed form to continue. His value runner is Times Square. Okay, that's where he thinks so. He might get a little bit of value. and uh, That's about $60, I think, as well by Shane. I knew he'd like the international bucks, form. 61 mm. bucks, Kiramar David uses Huey Bowman. Uh, of course, 12 bucks the drum. Um, so he's certainly... Finding some value there for us is uh, Shane Anderson. That is for sure, mate. Hey, listen, what about other winners? Uh, you got anything else for us around the country this weekend? Because it is a cracking day's racing, isn't it? Yeah, there's good racing everywhere across the uh, Easter weekend and uh, looking forward to all of it. Look, there isn't many markets out yet for Saturday, Sunday, obviously, but uh, Good Friday, I do have a couple there. We'll be backing uh, for those who remember Vega Magic coming across, so Wally uh, Daly's uh, Colours there. We just saw snow prints racing in Victoria as well. We're going to back two from uh, their stable, the uh, Sean and Christie Casey. So race to number one, Costa's Crown. It's about $3.40 at the moment. It's been racing well and I think gets really suited in this race. And then race eight, number eight, Senorita Dorita. Chris Parnham takes the ride. It's finished second in its last two starts. Drawn to get a really soft run and it's around $3.50 at the moment as well. So we'll be backing the Casey's on Good Friday in race two and race eight to add a, a little bit more money to our pocket, hopefully, before we get into Saturday. Absolutely love it, mate. And uh, you're very, very good with that WA format, so no doubt at all about it. And uh, for the Palmerbet followers, mate, uh, they are getting a fill-up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've got a little share in a horse called In the Boat. I know you know this horse, Ads. Uh, we go around on Good Friday at Geelong, the country discovery, half a million dollar race. We won the race last year. It was at sale last year. The only concern I have, if it does get wet, there is possibly a little bit of rain, some thunderstorms and that around on Friday, but they're not uh, saying how much. So if, if the track stays dry, got a good barrier, D Yendel, uh, I expect us to be very, very hard to beat, that is for sure. Download the Palmer Bed app too. It is really simple to get around, easy to navigate. Do it in a responsible manner. Gamble in a, in a responsible manner uh, and, and just have fun while doing it, mate. Hey, Ads, always great to catch up, big fella. Uh, looking forward to Saturday's racing. What do you do? Where do you watch it from LA, mate? Well, most of the time I'm still working, actually. I'm lucky enough that I get to cover the uh, Saturday races here. So I uh, normally get in about 8 p.m. on a Friday night and I work to midnight and get uh, the quaddy legs, all the uh, group ones from uh, Melbourne, Sydney and uh, whatever racing over in Perth and Queensland as well. So I'm quite lucky. I get to sit back, enjoy, cover it still and uh, looking forward, as you said, to seeing the races this weekend and also hopefully everybody has a great Easter. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful Easter, everybody, especially all our followers here on uh, Bolton Inn. All thanks to Palmer Bet. Uh, and Ads, we'll talk to you next week, mate. Hopefully, there's plenty of winners, and hopefully, you can find some. And uh, if you don't, let us know. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1 800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.